It's time for Blessed to Play on EWTN Radio, uncovering the role that faith plays in the lives of sports professionals from around the country. And now, here's your host, Ron Meyer. Fire score! A lot of great athletes have come on Blessed to Play, and I would say that most of them that played at the collegiate or professional levels have been in good shape during their playing career. You know, athletes rely on folks behind the scenes to get them into optimum physical conditioning, and strength coaches do just that. My guest today is a strength coach, Kyle Murray. He's the assistant director of football strength and conditioning at Western Michigan University. The Broncos is right there in Kalamazoo. And he has a master's degree from Salisbury University in applied health and physiology. Uh, we'll talk to Kyle about how he gets these uh, football players in shape and the progression of him uh, learning about being a strength coach, having a desire to be, and then ultimately being one at Western Michigan University. Kyle, great to have you on. Welcome to Blessed to Play. Oh, Ron, thanks for having me. You know, uh, researching the show, I've, I've looked at some of the past guests you've had on, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very humbling to be included in, in, in that roster. So thanks for having me. Well, yeah, you're an important component in uh, keeping these uh, professional athletes in shape, as I mentioned in the opening. And for you, uh, which what is very interesting to me is that you didn't play football in college or you weren't a collegiate athlete, but somehow had a desire to be a strength and conditioning coach. How did that uh, come to be? Yeah, um, you know, I think, honestly, it started, uh, you know, at a very young age. You know, I grew up um, the son of a coach. Uh, my father has been involved in uh, high school baseball in Morris County, New Jersey, for 50 years, I think over 50 years, uh, 24 of those years as a head coach um, at Parsippany Hills High School and um, Morris Catholic High School, where he was also the athletic director. So, you know, I, I grew up in a coaching environment uh, my, my whole life. And, you know, by the time, you know, and I, and I played baseball growing up, that was the only sport I played. And, you know, I never, never played a, a down of organized football in my entire life and yet here I am this is my uh 10th year um in in college football um but you know by the time I got to college I developed a, a, an interest and a passion in, in fitness and staying in shape and, and working out and uh it was it was around that time I discovered uh exercise science as, as a major mm-hmm. um I said hey that that's that looks like something I would be interested in and something I could do and didn't really kind of know what I wanted to do with that major at the beginning. Um, and then, you know, one day it kind of hit me. I, I discovered strength and conditioning coach as a profession. And I said, you know, I, it has to do with fitness. It has to do with staying in shape. It has to do with uh, getting guys ready, ready to play their sport. And, and it's coaching. And, and growing up in that environment, uh, a son of a coach, and seeing the impact my father had on uh, the young men he, he coached, you know, it, it was just a no-brainer for me. Yeah, and back when I played, I mean, uh, strength and condition hasn't evolved as it is today. And from when you got your master's in 2009 to, say, talking right now, has it been an evolution or is it constantly evolving the strength and conditioning process for uh, elite athletes? Yeah, it, it, it absolutely has evolved. Uh, it, it's crazy to think how much it's, involved, it's evolved from 2009 until today. And then even... You know, from a year-to-year basis, how it evolves. 
I mean, the, the sports science side of strength and conditioning slash sports performance has really taken off. Um, you know, and we, we, you, you have to do those things now because that's what everybody else is doing. If you want to stay competitive and have an edge on your opponents, you better be doing those things. Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Kyle Murray. He's the assistant director of football strength and conditioning at Western Michigan University. The Broncos right there in Kalamazoo. And you started off, Kyle, at Rutgers University in New Jersey for the Scarlet Knights. And uh, you oversaw the strength and conditioning for wrestling, men's soccer, men's lacrosse, and women's lacrosse. And I would, you know, these are different sports, different genders. So you have to cater your program to these different sports and genders. How difficult is that, and uh, what does that entail? Oh, very, very difficult, especially when, you know, it's your first job and you're, you're, you're a rookie, you know, and you're trying to manage and trying to figure that all out. So that was, that was a great uh, challenge for me at that time. Um, you know, but I, I learned at a young age and as, as a young coach, you know, you better reach out to other people who have done it Mm-hmm. Uh, for a lot longer than you. And that, that learning that was a great asset for me and having the ability to, to reach out. You know, some of it, most of the guys I reached out to were coworkers of mine at, at Rutgers, you know, um, guys I worked with. Um, and then other people in the field, as you do it year after year, you, you know, you develop those relationships and those resources. Um, so it, it was definitely a, a learning process at the beginning. Um, you know, I didn't know, for example, the first thing, uh, about lacrosse and then all of a sudden now I'm training men's lacrosse and women's lacrosse so for me starting to develop a relationship with the lacrosse coaches was step one um, you know what do you want out of your athletes what do you want out of your guys what do you want out of your girls how can I help uh, that was step one for me but it was definitely uh, you know a big challenge of mine early on how much accountability is there for a strength and conditioning coach say uh, the football program and the they're getting many injuries during the game. I know you don't control all the injuries, but say there's a pattern of injuries. Do they hold the strength and conditioning coach accountable for that? Uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah, uh, for sure, especially this day and age too. And, and you know, Ron, with the, with the money involved in, um, you know, the, there's a lot of money involved in college football now. Mm-hmm. So when you have those stakes on the line, uh, that kind of money on the line and what, what coaches are getting paid and, and, you know, players are are starting to get paid now, you know, there is a ton of accountability uh, as as far as, as far as injuries go and as far as how prepared your team is to play. Um, And and like you said, you know, there's some, sometimes it's a football is a violent game. There's going to be injuries, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, the things I think that strength coaches probably have uh, more accountability, accountability towards is those soft tissue injuries. So hamstring strains, Mm -hmm. you know, pulls, um, that type of thing. You know, um, I don't, I don't know larger injuries sometimes, like I said, it's a violent game. They're going to happen. But, um, a lot of the soft tissue stuff, I would say, you know, we, we are on our shoulders. So the division one athlete time management is so important. Obviously they have to put a lot of time on their, on the field for their respective sport do well in the classroom, they're traveling a lot, and they have to get bigger, faster, and stronger. Do you find that the modern-day collegiate Division One player, are they willing to put in the time on the strength and conditioning side to get better? Uh, it depends on who it is. You know, it, it, it depends on who it is. We have, 
you know, uh, there's 100 to 110 or so, um, you know, players on the college football team, and, and everybody's different, and everybody comes from a different background. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the guys who were on the team were like the guy. They were the dude on their high school team. So, you know, when they get here, they think that's automatically that's going to be the case. Um, you know, and, and they learn, you know, if I'm doing my job, you know, they learn very quickly that, um, hey, you, you got to work. You got to work. You know, you're, you're at a new level now. Um, and then uh, there's a lot of kids that come in, too, that are just, you know, they just get it. They get it from day one. And, you know, they, they live in the weight room or they live out on the field or they live in the recovery room taking care of their body and they eat the right way. And, you know, those are those are the easy kids to coach. You know, they're the easy kids to coach. Um, but, you know, my boss and I, we have discussions all the time about how I didn't get, you know, I didn't get into this field to coach the easy kids. You know, uh, I got into this field to have an impact. Um, on these young men, and it's the, it's the, the harder ones to coach. Yeah. You know, that's 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 how you earn your paycheck. Yeah, I'm sure there's a motivational uh, element to what you do, and uh, that, that's important as well, be- besides the physical work that these respective student-athletes are putting in. I'm chatting with Kyle Murray. He's the assistant director of football strength and conditioning at Western Michigan University for the Broncos. And, Kyle, you went from Rutgers to Purdue and uh, in, in a role of assistant strength and conditioning coach, and uh, – now you're uh, trying to make the Boilermakers uh, bigger, faster, and stronger, and you worked with the football team, baseball, and the tennis team. And uh, the tennis team seems like a, just an odd sport out of those three, but uh, nevertheless, you had to get them to perform at an optimal level. Talk about your time at Purdue and how that went for you. Yeah, uh, it was a big uh, change for me. You know, when I uh, got hired at Rutgers, they kind of – created a position for me and it was an entry level, you know, position. Um, so after doing that, um, you know, and kind of, it was, like I said, it was an entry level position. So the ceiling was kind of, there wasn't much, uh, you know, uh, room to grow there. So, uh, you know, the opportunity came at Purdue um, and I went there and it was a huge culture shock for me. It was my first time in the Midwest. You know, I was, I was born and raised in New Jersey. I'm a city guy, you know, I've been on the East coast my whole life. Now I'm out there and West Lafayette, Indiana, and things are very different. That was a little <laughs> bit of a culture shock for me, a little bit of an adjustment. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just had a great experience there. Uh, the people I worked with, uh, the players that I got to coach and work with, the the Purdue Boilermaker culture that's there uh, is phenomenal. Yeah, that networking component is very important, and it paves the way for many, uh, you know, professional coaches too that I've talked to that building up those relationships and sometimes following a, a person to their next step. And you're now at Western Michigan and you, you, uh, you've been to a few conferences, big 10. Now you're in the Mac and uh, which is a great brand of football, especially on you know, Thursday nights. You just never know what's going to happen with a Mac game. Do you? <laughs> it's a, a great entertainment value for sure. During the week, uh, D one football, but now you're focusing on football strength and conditioning and, um, you have a lot of years behind you now, and you're able to formulate your own uh, probably program, uh, many mentors. Uh, are you starting to come into your own, or do you feel you have more to learn? Or Where are you at, and, and how do you apply that to Western Michigan football? Yeah, I mean, I, I always feel like I have more to learn. Um, I, I think, you know, the second you get complacent and you get comfortable and you stop growing and you stop learning, you know, that's, that's the second you're in trouble, you know. Um, so I always feel like I got more to more to, to learn, you know, and, and grow. However, you know, 
I do have some experience to fall back on mm-hmm. now as well. And, um, you know, throughout my time doing this, I, I, I have mentors. So when I'm in a situation uh, dealing with a player or dealing with a coach or dealing with whoever, you know, I, I have plenty of resources now at my disposal that I could, I could call. You know, I could call, uh, you know, Dwayne Carlisle was our, was our director at, at Purdue. You know, he's, he's one of my mentors. Um, yeah, there's plenty of people, you know, from, from Rutgers, Purdue, and, and even here at, at Western. Um, so, yeah, you know, I, I, to answer your question, you know, I always feel like, you know, you, you have room to grow and you have uh, room to, to, to learn and continue to get better. Um, but it's nice having that experience to fall back on, too. All right, we're going to leave it right there. On the other side, I want to talk with Kyle about his work with the Marine Corps Special Ops Unit, how he got them to perform uh, their duties, and also a retired priest in the Diocese of Patterson, New Jersey, who had a profound spiritual impact on our guest today, Kyle Murray. Don't go away. You're listening to Blessed to Play. to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Kyle Murray. He's the assistant director of football strength and conditioning at Western Michigan University in Kalamazoo and does a great job with the athletes there, getting them prepared to play, in this case in football, on Thursdays or Saturdays and uh, and has a long history of being a strength and conditioning coach. We've mentioned Rutgers University, Purdue. Uh, but one thing we didn't talk about that's really uh, a profound and interesting component of Kyle's career is that he worked with the Marine Corps, the Special Ops Unit, and uh, executed strength and conditioning programs for them. He worked with high-ranking military and government officials to support this mission. And uh, Kyle, uh, you know, we, we talked a lot about football, but this is equally as important when you're training troops, especially if they're going to go into battle. They have to be in optimum physical condition. Uh, that's that's absolutely correct. Um you know, and, and what had happened was, you know, I, I mentioned how we didn't have the success we wanted at, at Purdue. Um, so new coaching staff came in and I was working uh, with the baseball team at that time as well. Uh, Mark Wazikowski was the head baseball coach there at Purdue. He's now the head baseball coach at Oregon. Um, and Coach Waz and I, we had a great relationship. Uh, I think he wanted to keep me there. But, you know, I just felt like it was time to move on. And, and this opportunity came up at, at, at Marsoc working with uh, an elite uh, military unit. Uh, so I kind of just prayed about it a lot. And then I took a chance and went there. It was uh, in Jacksonville, North Carolina. Um, so it was it was an experience. It was quite the experience. Why don't you compare and contrast working with the military personnel as compared to working with, uh, I guess, traditional athletes at a university? Yeah. Uh, so from, uh, you know, I'll compare it from a physical and mental you know, standpoint. From a physical standpoint, you know, uh, if we look at football, there's a lot 
of different things that could happen on a football field. A lot. However, at the end of the day, you are on a flat surface that is 100 yards long by about 50 yards wide. Mm -hmm. So even though there's a lot of things that can happen, there's only so many things that could happen. Uh, so, you know, you, you prepare your athletes for those things. Uh, compare that to, you know, uh, an elite military, um, you know, Marsoc Raider. You know, anything and everything could happen out there in battle. Mm -hmm. uh, you could be going up steep terrain. You could be sprinting. You could be carrying you know, uh, someone who fell in combat. I mean, literally anything could happen. So from a programming standpoint, I mean, you could, you got to get them ready for anything and, and you could put anything in a program, just about anything in a program and justify it. Um, now from a mental standpoint, and this, this ultimately was why I had a desire to get back into football and in particular working with college athletes. You know, I, my favorite part about coaching is, you know, developing these young, these young men into men. So seeing when a football player comes in at 18 years old and then seeing them when they graduate and leave at that 21 or 22 and seeing that transformation and God willing, I had a, a positive role in that transformation. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. that's why I'm here. That's why I was put on this earth. I, I, I truly believe that. Um, now contrast that with, uh, our Marsoc Raiders. I mean, <laughs> you know, there's nothing mentally I could teach these guys, <laughs> you know, I mean, they, they got things figured out, you know, pretty well. Uh, so it was it was a really good experience for me. It was a, a good job, a good fit. Uh, but ultimately, I was looking for for something more coaching, which is why you know I decided to come here when the opportunity came up at uh, at Western Michigan. And I know God's plan for your life is very important to you. And uh, I know your dad was very influential. You mentioned he was a baseball coach in Morris County, New Jersey, for fifty years. But talk about your Catholic upbringing, how that prepared you to ultimately uh, affect people. I mean, you're doing a certain thing as a strength and conditioning coach, but you're also affecting lives of young men as well and women. Yeah, uh, that, that's absolutely right. And, you know, I don't I, I grew up, you know, my mom and dad, I grew up in a Catholic family. Uh, my uncle Brendan uh, is a retired priest uh, in the Diocese of Patterson, New Jersey. Um, so it's just always been in my life at a very young age, you know, I, I don't have, I'm kind of jealous of those people who have, you know, that, that Eureka come to Jesus moment. I, I don't really have that. It's, mm -hmm. just, it's just always something that's been around, right. you know, but as you age and I just, as you mature, you know, I, I understood the, the, the importance of it, you know? So it wasn't one moment where I decided this is going to be the, the most important thing in my life. It was just over time, you know? Um, and just seeing the, the way my mom and my dad, live their life day to day in the way my uncle Brendan, you know, lives his life daily, you know, over time, it just, it seeps into you, you know, it seeps into you. Yeah. There's that point of it, of, of how it changes our life or gives us a moral guidance, but also what you do, your physical work, your work as a strength and conditioning coach, uh, marveling at God's creation. You're seeing some of the best athletes in the world work in the human body work. Do you ever look at it from that perspective about this gift that God has given us in the body and it's able to perform at such a high level? Uh, interesting point. No, I don't know that I've ever kind of kind of thought about that. Uh, you know, but, but maybe I will now. I mean, that, that is it's a way to appreciate, you know, uh, God's glory, you know, and, and what these guys do, you know. Um, 
maybe that's something I've taken taken for granted up until this point, you know, and I need to look at it through that lens because that is that is a, a great way to see God's glory, you know. Um, but you know, for me, it was like, you know, I got asked recently. Somebody asked me recently. Um, you know, I, I was telling someone about the hours I work. Uh, it's a lot of hours. It is a lot of hours, depending on the time of year um, and the time you put in. And you know, the the, the person I was talking to was like, well, well, why? why do you do that? Why, you know, you work so much and why do you do it? And this, this and that. And, you know, my response to him was, you know, I, I don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. I mean, my, my calling for this earth it, it is so clear to me that this is what God wants me to do. Mm-hmm. And this is my calling on earth. So it's like, I don't have a choice to do it. I just have to submit, you know, to his will. Um, so, so yeah. So you feel that grace that uh, God is calling you to do what you're doing, and there's a certain peace that goes along with that. And uh, how does your faith impact the way you treat the respective student-athlete uh, in those daily interactions? Sure, yeah. Um, you know, I can tell you my, my biggest fear as a coach is my players thinking that, that I'm full of it, that I'm full of baloney. You know, that, that's my biggest fear as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I want... So, so to me, it's very important that I, I practice what I preach mm-hmm. and I need to practice what I preach first and foremost, spiritually. Um, I need to practice what I preach mentally. If I'm going to talk to our guys about, you know, being tough and overcoming adversity and, and swinging back when you get knocked down, I, I better do those things too. And, and physically as well, you know, and some guys on our team may only see the physical side of things. Um, if they don't have a relationship with God, uh, they, they might only see the physical side of it. So, you know, I better be able to keep up with them to some extent, you know, and I, it's getting harder and harder every year. I'm 38 now, you know, uh, so it's getting harder and harder to keep up with these guys because they're, they're world-class athletes. But, you know, they better see me run, whether I'm running with them or running on my own. They better see me lift, whether I hop in a lift or not, you know. Um, so I think practicing what I preach and, and going back to your question from a spiritual standpoint, if, you know, I'm going to live my life a certain way according to, you know, God, what God wants for me and, and the Catholic faith, you know, then I better, I better live that way too. Plus to play Ron Meyer chatting with Kyle Murray. He's the assistant director of football strength and conditioning at Western Michigan University. Now, Kyle, you're with these athletes when they're away from the field as far as uh, you have this interaction where they're not competing. You're in the weight room with them. You're just hanging out with them. Do you find that there's a, a, a special, uh, do they stick out or is there a certain type of discipline that the spiritually based athlete has that uh, maybe may, makes you take awareness of? Yeah, you know, and I, I think the, the spiritually disciplined athlete, the biggest thing I think that those kids understand is that, you know, it's, it's bigger than football, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a big part, everybody who works in this building, everybody, every player, every coach, every support staff that walks into our football facility, football is a big part of our lives, but it is bigger than football. And there's going to be life after football, whether that's uh, our athlete who's finishes their career here and then their, their career is over at the college level or where they go on to play 10 years in the NFL. Um, but I think the spiritually disciplined athlete understands that understands that there's so much more um than it's 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 just a game at the end of the day you know um i'm always fond of saying 
you know, when, when my time on this earth has come, you know, and I get to meet my maker, I, I, I don't think he's going to ask me what my career, how many wins and losses I had as, as a strength and conditioning coach, which would be a foolish question anyway, because strength coaches don't win games. You know, I don't call plays out there. Uh, but what he may ask me is, hey, how many people did I have a positive impact on? Yeah. You know, and, and I think that bigger picture is what, what this spiritually disciplined, uh, uh, you know, athlete sees and understands. Yeah, very well said. And Kyle, we have a couple of minutes remaining here, but I have to ask you, you saw some big games over the course of your uh, strength and conditioning coach career, whether it be at Rutgers, Purdue, and now in Western Michigan. Any uh, games stand out for you as being uh, most special? Ooh, uh, we had a, a, a crazy game last year, most recently. Last year, we had a, a really crazy game uh, against against Toledo. That was, you know, what you alluded to, um, you know, midweek action at its finest. Uh, you know, we we recovered an onside kick late and, um, you know, scored a touchdown on a fake spike play. So our quarterback pretended to spike it. Uh, caught the defense kind of on their heels and threw, threw a touchdown pass to a wide-open receiver in the end zone uh, to help us win that game. So that was pretty wild. Um, you know, at Purdue, I, I had a, a chance to see some really, really, really cool atmospheres. Um, you know, uh, being on the sideline at Nebraska, being at the sideline uh, for Wisconsin. You know, they do the jump around at the end of the third quarter. It's pretty, pretty neat to see. Um, you know, and we played some big games at Rutgers, too. I mean, you know, we, we fell short one year, but we were one game away uh, from, from playing in, in the Orange Bowl one year against Louisville on a Thursday night. Um, Teddy Bridgewater was the, the quarterback for Louisville at that time. And, I mean, the respect I have for him after watching his performance, he had a, he had a busted up ankle, he had a busted up hand, and he went out there and dinked and dunked on us. And, and <laughs> you know, they, they beat us, and they, they deserved to go to the Orange Bowl that year. Um, that's a tough kid right there. Yeah. Well, Teddy Two Gloves did that to a lot of teams, so uh, don't feel bad. Well, Kyle Murray has been my guest, uh, doing some great work there, getting uh, his athletes at Western Michigan bigger, faster, and stronger, but brings a faith perspective to who he is and uh, treating people right. I think that's a great testimony in and of itself. Kyle, thanks so much. It's been fun. I liked uh, interviewing people behind the scenes. Uh, I think our listeners know now when they see a uh, uh, an athlete in good physical condition and performing well. Well, the strength and conditioning coach has an awful lot to do with that. So thank you for sharing that and uh, for joining us on Blessed to Play. Ron, thanks so much. Like I said, it's been, it's been humbling to be on here. I, I really appreciate it. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Kyle Murray, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.